Good morning, good morning, Rock Harbor Church. Good to see you this morning. Good to see everybody gathered here uh, once again this morning. We, uh, we're still remembering uh, Pastor John and, and uh, Judy, who's still, still struggling. She's home, out of the hospital, it's great, but she's still struggling, still dealing with a lot of things. Uh, so we'll be, be praying for her. And um, as we get started this morning, I just want a, a simple show of hands. If, if, if you are dealing with something this morning or you know somebody that you've been praying for that's dealing with something, I just want to simply show a sign by raising of your hand. And you look across you, look around you. There's a lot, a lot of prayers and a lot of people that need to touch this morning. So before we enter in, we're going we're gonna to pray for these people. As we enter into worship, we pray that God begin to do what he does best. Amen? Amen. To do what he does best. Father, God, you see by a symbolizing of these hands, Father, you see each and every individual that is on the hearts of the congregation this morning. Father, we pray for these people. Father, God, we speak healing and recovery and restoration. God, we don't know what the problems are. We don't know what the situation is. But, Father, God, we are desperate for you, and we are desperate for you to touch these people this morning. Lord, as we enter into worship, Father, God, we hold you high. We love you and we praise you. Thank you for letting us be here this morning. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for the giving of your son. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for your healing and restorative power. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you this morning. Let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning. release the children to their uh, class this morning. Let's go ahead and be blessed this morning. Y'all thought I was going to forget again, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> Third time's the charm, you know, so they say. Anybody got a watch? Can I see your watch real quick? Time. Always moving. Always. With these devices that keep track of time. It is not time. It keeps track of time. Before I break it. <laughs> time is always moving. And the Bible speaks about that often about how time works. But, I, you know, when I was a kid, you know, my, my parents always told me, it's like, you know, time goes faster when you get older. I was like, old people talk. And then I got older, and I realized that they were still in the truth. The time just seems to go faster, just at a rapid rate. But you know, when we start talking about the basis of time and our control over time, it is really the one thing that man can never get a hold of. You can't ever get a hold of time. Amen. You, can, you can't grasp it. You can't, you know, there's, there's nothing you can do to manipulate it. You can simply create a device to keep up with it. But it's always moving all of the time. And we, it's funny because so many people today treat life as though it is unlimited. Like, like people are going to live forever. And that though the world's at their fingertips, it's great and it's good to, 
to live well. I think those are good things. But the fact that we cannot stop time should disturb us. Mm-hmm. It, should, it should make us think about where we're at in our life. It should uh, bring about maybe um, a call to action inside of us. Because, you know, when I was, you know, when you're a kid, you think about it, when you're a kid, it's funny how we think when you're a kid, you want time to hurry up. I want to grow up. I want to get older. And then when you get older, I want it to slow down. I don't want it to be going so fast. And you just keep watching the years just continue to move. But there's something interesting about time because a God outside of time created the time that you and I are living in. And the thing about time is, is that God does things within time, within the time frame that you are living today. And you consider what the the Bible speaks about our life is is like a vapor. Mm -hmm. That's disturbing. (laughs) That your life is is like a vapor. It's here one minute, and it's gone the next. In the span of time, you're but a dot. That's what you are. You're a dot. I don't know how many years I'm going to be on this earth. I don't know. You always want to maximize that potential. You always want to stay here as as long as, as possible, want to live a good long life. But it's what we are doing within that time frame that God has given us that matters. It's just not that he's given us 100 years or 90 years or 80 years to live. It's not that. It's what we do with the time that has been allotted to us. Because every one of us are operating on borrowed time. Borrowed time. We have only X amount to be able to perform the tasks that God has put in front of us. I'm going to take you to a set of scriptures that are familiar but I, as I, I want to tell you this before we get started, because as I was in the back here, I've been, I've been working on this message for days. We're going back and forth to it. Misty's, you know, she's seen me studying and putting some stuff down, and, and God had shown me some things about a certain stanza of scriptures, and I was really excited about bringing it to you this morning. God changed my message right there in the back. So what I'm giving to you, and I had to write quick. You know, you heard hot off the press. I was like, I got to get this stuff down because God said, we're not doing that message. We're doing this one. And he wants to talk about time. So let's go to Ecclesiastes. So in my my interpretation of my reading seems a little different than yours. I'm reading out of the New International uh, Version today. And a lot of times I read out of the King James Version, and I have no specific reason. I got used to using this Bible for the last two weeks. And and that's uh, that's where I've uh, the reason I've got this the, this morning. So in chapter 3 of Ecclesiastes, and if you're familiar, if you've read through Ecclesiastes, then you know exactly what chapter I'm walking into here. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting in verse 1, says this. 
There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. I want to stop right there and I want to give you the thing that he gave me. And he told me back there, he spoke this to my heart. He said, pay attention to the season you're in. Pay attention to the season you are in. And I'm going to put this on a couple different, on a couple different places so you can understand it from, from a couple different angles. Number one, understand the season you are in as a nation. Look around you. We're not in the season we were last year. And when I look at the scripture, and it talks about seasons and, and time, because we're talking and we're talking about seasons, we're talking about time. Because within the time frame and the allotment of time that you and I have been given on this earth, we've also been given seasons to operate within, within the time frame. If he gives you time, he also gives you seasons within that time. And so the season of our nation, it's not the same season it was last year. And you think, man, I don't, I'm not a real big fan of this season. The Bible plainly states that there is a time and a season to everything under the sun. Everything operates within season. My wife and I have had some good conversations with this, and I told her, I said, and don't take me the wrong way. I haven't figured God out, and I haven't figured out the great questions of God. I'm simply saying that I've started to notice a pattern when God inspired me a long time ago with paying attention to seasons. He said, pay attention to the seasons, and you can tell when I'm doing something. You can tell because you can see it. And so I started paying close attention to patterns and the way that he would work. And I'm looking from an external, and I would watch, and I would see things moved around. And don't take this the wrong way, almost like a chessboard. And he would make a move, and he'd make another move, and he would make another move, and he would stop there. And he'd move over here, and he'd make a move, he'd make another move. And I started noticing seasons. I could see them. I, saw, I could see when seasons would end, and I could see seasons begin. Now, when I was younger in the Lord, I didn't see it. I didn't notice it because I was too engulfed in, in life and, and everything that was going on. I was running, you know, a thousand mile an hour. And I, and I was just, you know, like you are when you're young. You're like, give me everything I can get. But I started noticing this pattern. And I started noticing that God operates within seasons. And when he says to everything there is a season, he means it. Even if you don't like it, he operates within the framework of seasons. So as I'm back there and he's telling me and he, he says, pay attention to the season you're in. Nationally, individually. So let me, uh, let me pose a question to you this morning. What season are you in in your life? Or do you even know that you are in a season? Some Christians just need to be awoken to the fact that they're even in a season. Whoa, that's new information for me. I didn't realize that. You see, that's how God speaks often to his children is through the moving of the seasons. He doesn't necessarily have to tell you, say, hey, just want to let y'all know, fall's coming. You don't have to be told, do you? What do you notice? Leaves start to change. They start to fall. The weather start, starts to shift. It operates the same way in life. You notice a shift in the pattern. Things aren't going the way they were before. And when a season changes, 
it also demands a response from people. When the season changes, you don't walk out. When it's cold, you don't walk out in shorts anymore. You don't not put on your jacket. It demands a response. It's like, I've got to change my attire. I've got to do things a little bit differently than I've done before. So I'm going to put my jacket on. I'm going to put my, my, put my pants on. I'm going to put my, my warm stuff on. Why? Because the seasons have changed. People often walk through life with the same pair of clothes on. Refusing to change anything. If there's anything I've learned about God, God is a God of change. Oh yeah, he's a God that's unchanging, but he is a God of change. Pay attention to the season that you are in. God is bringing this up for a reason this morning. Somebody in here, somebody out there needs to know that you are in a particular season. God is saying, open your eyes. There are, I am speaking to you about the season you are in. You have been asking me things, and you've been asking for certain things to take place, and I'm giving you the answer by the season you are in. Seasons have a way of directing us. They do have a way of directing us. Look across, look across our nation. When activity, when the when the when seasons change, activities change. You do things differently. You don't do what you did before. Micah had a, a great saying he had given to us on one of his visits. He said, if I always do what I've always done, I'll always be what I've always been. That's some great stuff. And so seasons change in, in, a, in a demand that we change our actions. See, seasons, it's not just so we can say, oh, the season's changing, no big deal. No, it demands a response from you and me. And then we act accordingly with the season. I tell you this morning, somebody needs to act in accordance with the season you're in. I don't know who you are. I don't know what season you're in. But you can't do the same thing you've always done. It's changing. The season is changing. You're going to have to do something different than you were doing before. And it's kind of, it's, it's uneasy at times because... When you start thinking about it, the, the, the first thing that comes to mind is that the most unappealing thing to, to any kind of individual is the fact that I've got to change. That I've got to do something different than I was doing before. I liked it the way it was before. Can anybody say amen? amen. I, I liked it the way it was before 2020. <laughs> and I mean that. I mean that in the right Context, don't take me the wrong way. We live in a world that's very difficult and challenging. I'm speaking about, um, in, you know, if I had to choose between 2019 and 2020, I'd choose 2019. But the season changed, and it demanded change from everyone else. It demanded that we do things differently. And so we get into these new seasons, and we start operating in new things, and God's, God's saying, the way that you were doing it before, it doesn't work anymore. And what's great, too, is that when you get in that season, if you try to do the same old thing, you'll start noticing it don't work. If you want to know, if you want to know that the season has changed, look at what you're doing. And if you've been doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're like, you know, it's just not the same anymore. You might be up for a change. The season might have changed and you didn't even know it. God's done moved your life into a different direction and you hadn't even seen it yet. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's. 
I don't know if it's our culture, or if it's movies, or, or, or what it is, but for some reason we've got this mentality, like we're just going to kind of stay in this one spot, we'll kind of get settled in, we get nestled in real good, and then we just want to be left alone. Almost like we want to be put out to pasture or something. Leave me alone, I don't want to be bothered, and I just want to stay this way the rest of my life. Hello, God doesn't work that way. God's a God of change. You know what? We've talked about in this church many times. Is God not a God of adventure? Amen. Why, why are we going to be okay with God being a God of adventure but not ever sending us on any adventures? It's like we're really, it's like, you know, God is a, well, he's a God of excitement. He's a God of all these things. It just don't involve me. I really don't want to be in that mix. No, if you're a believer, seasons are changing in your life this morning. Right now, seasons are changing. If it hasn't already changed and God's been going, hello, wake up. I've changed your season. You don't belong there anymore. You belong over here. Time to, time to stop this and start this. Time to give up doing this and time to pick up doing this. Seasons. Changing. And God changing them according to the way that he wants to do it. And so I'm going to read through this, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop here, and uh, we're going to read down to verse, through verse 11. It said, verse 2, it says, A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. If you'll notice that every one of these are in halves. A time for this and a time for this. A time for this and a time for... It's in halves. But if the only thing you think of, if the only time, the way that you see seasons in your life, if you think that the only season is to be born, or to plant, or to kill, or to tear down, or to weep, or to mourn, or to scatter stones, to embrace, and to search, and to keep, tear, be silent, love, and war. That's the first half of all of those. If that's the way that you see seasons, that there's only a front half and never a back half, then you can get lost. Because where there's always a front, there's always a back. And where one season starts or ends, another begins. What season are you in this morning? What season has God got you in? What season is God taking you into? Is he starting something new in your life? Have you been holding on? Huh? I don't really want to do that. I really don't want to go there. I don't want to have to go deal with that. I like where I'm at. It's comfortable. Would you agree that most of the time we don't like to change because we like comfort? It's definitely one of God's um, themes in, his, in the relationship with him, and you, you'll understand what I mean when I say this, 
is in order to serve God, you got to be a bit uncomfortable. You have to be. It's a part of serving him. You don't get to serve him and be comfortable all the time. Does that make sense? It doesn't work that way. There's a bit of uh, being uncomfortable and, and taking you out of your comfort zone and, and being in new places. It's like, I don't like new places because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Good, then you're in the right place then. Fantastic. You need to be there. But if we always take the seasons, if we only take the season that we like, I only come out of my house in the summer. Nobody sees me until then. You know, I think it's great. You know, I, you know, I travel quite a bit, and I go to people's houses, and, and, and these people that, a lot of people that I know got uh, vacation cabins. Some in the Colorado mountains. They said, we don't do summers here. We go to Colorado April through October. That'd be nice. I can't imagine how nice that would be. But see, in life, you don't get to pick and choose the season you want to live in. The season's there whether you like it or not. And that's the thing about seasons. See, seasons in the flow of time. See, time can't be manipulated. Guess what? Neither can seasons. You do not get to pick your season. God picks the season. God chooses when the season changes, when it arrives, and when it leaves. That's up to him. It's up to us to accept when the season has changed. When God is trying to open us up and wake us up and say, I've got new land for you to take. I've got new things for you to do. I've got new territory for you to explore. And you still want to do the same old thing. You still want to stay over here. You still want to continue to hold on to that same idea and that same, um, that same life when I had something new and fresh for you. We're cheated, cheated often because we do not see God as the season changer. We don't see him that way. We want him to keep the season stable and from moving and fluctuating. We want to live in a season without storms and without problems. <coughs> We're looking at God the wrong way. We're looking at the way he does things within time the wrong way. And so it says here in verse 9, it says, what does the worker gain from his toil or his work? I've seen the burden of, uh, I've seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Everybody says time. Now that was really, I was really wanting you to say it. Everybody says time. 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 It says that everything is beautiful, beautiful in its time. What does that mean? It means that things have to mature. That means that the, the season that you are in is going to bring about something in your life that needs to be matured or needs to be worked or needs to be moved upon. Everything is beautiful. Everything works. Everything, uh, all things work together for good, right, scripturally, to those who love, to their, uh, love the Lord and called according to his purpose. And we can easily connect it with this particular scripture that it is beautiful in time. You ever heard, uh, you know, it's like when you're a kid, you know, you're traveling. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And you wait, you hear, we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. We're too 
we're, we're too worried about the, the, the quality uh, of, of how things are going to turn out. And we get so, um, at times, controlling. Um, and maybe you don't say this to anybody, but it's just more of an internalized thing. If you're anything like me, once you get into a season and you get comfortable, you get real controlling of it. Almost like, you know, you, you even surround yourself with things that'll guarantee that that season won't end. And it's great to have security. So I'm not speaking about that. It's great to have, you know, it's great to have retirement. It's great to have um, securities and things set up, you know, in checkpoints in your life if things go wrong, uh, that you'll have something to fall back on. That's fantastic. What I'm talking about is, is that we, we surround ourselves with, with certain things that will let us know or tell us and give us like a, this internal affirmation that I, I get to stay here. I get to stay right here. And nothing can change that. Well, most certainly God can change it. Amen. Most certainly God can change it. We get too controlling about the thing that is not ours to be controlled. It's God's. He decides when things move forward and when things um, uh, change and, and how things uh, become beautiful. It's not up to us to make them beautiful. They become beautiful in time. It says here, he has also set eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. It's too big to get. It's too big to fathom. It's too big to understand. This whole season changing and moving, it's too much for you to fully grasp why God is bringing about that season in your life. What you have to do is stop fighting the season accept it that it's there and finish the race once again we talk about race and we talk about running this race how many of you in here are in this race you in it i said that term the other day i think i told the pastor I said we're in it to win it that's what we're in for we're in it to win it but this race is run in seasons Sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's prosperous, sometimes it's poor, sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's cold. There's all these seasons spread out across your life that ultimately bring about the designated end that God has planned for your life. Uh -huh. Amen. Stop fighting the season that God has placed in your life. Don't fight it. Now maybe this don't apply to all of you, even if it's only one. You fully understand that God is changing the seasons. He's changing the seasons in the United States of America. He's already done it. Yeah. I think we're going to see a greater, I don't, the, I don't want to use the word veracity. That might be too aggressive. We're going to see a greater change and a climate change as the season changes. You notice that as this physical season changes, from fall into winter, I believe we're going to see also a spiritual seasonal change going to be moving. A lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people don't want to talk about that. But we don't get to manipulate the season. But rest assured that God's in full control because he created it. Amen. Let's do, uh, let's do one more scripture this morning. Let's move to uh, Galatians chapter 6. <clears throat>
Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. I always thought that was interesting. I was like, that's what an interesting statement. What an interesting thing to say. Let us not become weary in doing good. Or your Bible is probably interpreted well-doing. And I thought, why is that, though? Why, why is it that well-doing... Because you got to kind of flip it, because obviously there's a reason why you're weary, and the reason you're weary is because of running the race and doing the right thing, and well-doing, doing good. He's, he's telling us here, it's like a warning. He's like, don't become tired of doing the right thing. And it's because our flesh is constantly warring against the Spirit to not do the right thing. Amen. All the time, there's this internal warfare going on, and the choice to choose whether we do we go this way or whether we go that way. And there's only two ways. Sorry. There's just there's no in-between ground. And so with this uh, with this constant flow of, of things going on in our lives, and, and at times you can get tired. And that's something that I think for some reason we have a hard time admitting as Christians that we're tired. We don't like to admit that. You know, most of the people I talk to, and if you talk to me, you catch me. You know, at different times, you know, you know, I'm like, I got my, I got my stuff straight, you know, I got my tie tight, I got my stuff in order, and and never would I want to ever admit to you that I'm just flat exhausted. I'm tired. It's one of the things I like to bring to prayer when I pray to God. I just, God knows already, it's got him exhausted. He, he says, do not grow weary, do not grow tired of well-doing or doing the right thing, which tells me <coughs> there would be seasons when I would. Why would he have to tell me and remind me to stay on the right path if there wouldn't be seasons when I didn't feel like it? Uh -huh. Amen. Or that maybe I felt like I was just run down and I just didn't want to mess with it no more. I'm too tired to do that anymore. Don't feel like going to church. Don't feel like reading and praying. Yeah, there's those seasons. Yep, absolutely. You might be in one of those seasons right now. Man, it's just really hard for me to pray. I can't seem to get my focus. I'm, I guess I'm just going to, yeah, I'll pick it up tomorrow or the next day or so on and so forth. And before you knew it, you've grown tired of doing the right thing. I don't want to mess with that no more. It says, for at the proper time, at the proper time, so we're talking, we're still within time frame, okay? What's within time? Seasons. Okay, we're still talking within that context. He said, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Come on, by man. You can take this two ways. You say, I'm talk we're talking about eternity and the return of the king. Or we're simply talking about your own personal season that you're in right now. And sometimes, 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 whether you, whether you want to admit it or not, and I would say that I'm probably the world's worst, sometimes you need somebody to just come up to you, and sometimes it, it, God does it in spiritual ways. He comes up to you, and he grabs you by the shoulders. He says, you're going to make it. Praise God. Hey, you're going to make it. Don't give up yet. Amen. Your personal season is about to change. 
You're about to walk in a different time of your life. You're about to start reaping when you've been sowing all this time. Hold on. Come on. And sometimes, whether you want to admit it or not, everybody in this room needs that. Everybody needs to be told it's going to be okay at some point in time in their life. Everybody needs to be told that you're just in a tough season right now. Seasons will change. Don't forget that. Don't give up. I don't know the statistic. I don't have any, anything, no data in front of me. But we are seeing something happen today in the church realm. I said the church realm. In the church realm where people are giving up. And what I mean by giving up is they don't want to come to the house of God anymore. They're tired of fighting. They're tired of the attacks. They're tired of the things that are going, I tell you, church, God understands. Sometimes we go through seasons that are just enormously hard, but I'm telling you this because this is what God's word said. Don't you dare give up. Seasons change. The season is going to shift. You're not going to be in the same place anymore. It's not going to be this way forever. Something about season, you know, if you think the, if you think it's bad, believe me, it'll change. It'll change. And if you think it's too good, hold on, it'll change. Don't worry. The season will change. Regardless of the way that you see it, whether it's profitable to you or whether it's not, the season will change. So he said, for the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Even if you don't feel like it. Come on. Even if you've grown weary. Because there's no law. There's nothing against being tired. There's nothing against being worn out. There's nothing against you saying, I've just had about enough of this. I said that about 2020 in March. <laughs> I said that about enough of this stuff. Seasons are changing. What season are you in? Pay attention to the season in your life. God is doing something. I don't know where that's at. Do you, do you not perceive it? I'm doing something. Do you not see it? I'm doing something new. The seasons are changing. What season are you walking into? Would you stand this morning? A simple invitation this morning because uh, you know I had, I had admitted not too long ago that the Holy Spirit showed me that I was out of step with him and I'll be honest with you I don't mind being honest with you because I think that's how we learn you need to hear my experiences I need to hear your experiences and the Holy Spirit he come to me and he said he said you're at a step with me I mean you we're walking side by side but you're not walking in step with me. You're out of step. I'm trying to get them steps right. I'm walking out of step. That can, same thing can happen in our seasons. As God changes the season, 
I'm not up for this season. I was good with the other season. So if you know what I'm talking about, and you know about the seasonal change, maybe you've been having a hard time getting a hold of that. Maybe you've been having a hard time getting a grip on that. Well, I want to pray with you, and I want to agree with you. I want to agree with you. Now, you know what? Hold on a second. We're going to change this. This may seem general. If God, let me, let's, let's do this. Every head bowed and every eye closed. And I'm going to ask a simple question. Nobody's looking around. If you know the season has been changing in your life and you have been fighting it and you have been, you have been, um, you've been pushing it away, you don't want to mess with it, I simply want you to just raise your hand, just pull your hand out to the side. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. If you know that the seasons have changed and they're changing in your life and you're going to have to get a grip on it, we're going to pray this morning. Father, I ask, Lord, this morning, God, as you see as a, as a sign of show of hands, Father God, as these hands have been raised in, in significance, Lord God, that the season has changed. Father, I pray that we get a grip on what you're doing. I pray that we get a grip on the change. I pray that we get a grip on the move of the Spirit. I pray that we understand that th sometimes things can't stay the same, that sometimes they've got to change. And Father, I pray that we don't fight you on it, that we don't resist you on it, that we walk into this new season, Father God, ready to do battle, ready to do whatever it takes, Father God, to further, God, your kingdom and your glory. Father, I pray for the strength for every individual in this place, everybody that's online, everybody that's watching. Father, I pray for the spiritual strength to make the change. Father God, that we're aware of what you're doing, that we're aware that something is going on, Father, and that we are okay, God, with being moved around and things changing in our life. Father, help us to accept change and to be welcoming of it. I want to thank you for this this morning. Thank you for the people that have gathered here. Thank you, Father God, for the people that are watching online. Father, I pray this impact us and that we get it and that we understand what you've been trying to do in our life for a long time. And I thank you for this opportunity. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you this morning. So, so tonight... We're gonna do, we're gonna come back. We're gonna be here at six o'clock tonight. Let me tell you what we're gonna do. We have an election coming up Tuesday, unlike anything this country has ever seen. The 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 magnitude and the importance of it is unlike anything that you can even fathom. We've got people in the church that are sick and that are struggling. So at six o'clock, these doors are gonna be open. And we're going to have a time of prayer. Now, I'm not going to bother you with your prayer time. You're going to come in. You're going to find you a place to pray. You're going to pray. And when you are done praying, you can leave. You can walk around the church and pray. You can do whatever you want. But we're going to come in here at 6 o'clock, and we're going to pray about the, the, the situations that are at hand. we got a lot on our plate as Christians. Mm -hmm. we got a lot on our plate. And I get it. I know that you can pray at home. I understand that. But what I'm asking is for a gathering of group faith. Group faith. For prayer, Pastor and I had talked about some things we were wanting to do. We didn't get a chance to do those things. But that's okay. God's still in control. Tonight, we're going to come back here, and we're going to have a season of prayer. We're going to pray, and we're going to seek the Lord for our country. We're going to seek the Lord for each other. 
We're going to seek the Lord for the sick. And you know what? We're just going to seek God. Why? Because we love him. Because he's been good to us. Misty, do we have any announcements before we dismiss? Okay. Guys, thanks for being here. God bless you guys. Uh, Milton, brother in the back, would you please dismiss us this morning? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for something to come to your house and where you work, Father, to get down in our hearts and we have this light in our lives. I pray, Father, that you uh, open our spiritual lives and we may uh, be guided by you and the Holy Spirit, Father. And we uh, come back to this evening and uh, we just open our hearts to you here in praise and worship. And uh, as our prayer life gets close with you, Father, that uh, you hear our prayers and you're already working on them on our behalf. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning.